we're going to look at a lot of verses and we're going to get get into the you know what I want you to do is just you know get uh, get moving around in scripture and reading and, and pondering and just seeing these thoughts uh, and uh, I'm just going to talk to you tonight about stirring up the supernatural uh, and so are you in John 5 did I tell you to go there John 5 and you I think you should have some notes here in a minute pop up there I'm busily working towards that uh, interesting story now when I when I talk to you about stirring up the supernatural let me preface this uh, this little message tonight when you in the New Testament began to track all the miracles of Jesus and Paul the Apostle and, and Peter and all their miracles, uh, let me just say it's, fine, it's, it's hard to find any common denominator of methodology. You know, you, you look at one particular healing and you say, well, you know, that's the way you find your healing. You do this, this, and this. Follow that pattern. But then you look and and see, you know, it happens in a whole different pattern. And you, you try to you try to figure out, well, what's the what's the secret ingredient of 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 releasing or stirring up the supernatural? And really, there's a lot of different things. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just share some thoughts. But let me just tell you this: you can't put God in the box, and He's the miracle worker. Amen. We don't do miracles. I don't do miracles. In fact, when when the disciples were uh, they were falling down and worshiping them because of the supernatural ministry. Paul, they they ripped their clothes and said, "I'm basically said, I'm just flesh and blood like you." Uh, and so, uh, and so we we want to understand that right up front. That, and in fact, you you cannot make God do anything, Amen. But we can put ourselves in an atmosphere where God uh, historically. Uh, slips in and 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 begins to move, and always leaving the 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 you know the end result up to God. I mean, He's the God, you know. And so we're so black and white sometimes that when we pray and ask God for a miracle and it doesn't happen, we think that God didn't hear us, that uh, He doesn't care, that He doesn't do miracles anymore. How many of you know God's way bigger than black and white? Just that, that, you know, yes or no kind of thing. And so sometimes God's at work behind the scenes doing something, uh, that is better for us than an immediate response to our prayers. In fact, what did God say to Paul when he prayed for, he, he called it a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet him? He said, Three times he asked the Lord to remove it from him. Now, uh, theolo- theo- pardon me, theologians have de- debated what this thorn in the flesh was. Whatever it was, Paul didn't like it. It was a messenger of Satan. What he called a messenger of Satan to buffet him. How many of you know? Whatever it was, Paul's description of it lends itself to something that is not pleasant uh, to his life. Uh, it, he seemed like he was always battling it. Three times he asked the Lord to remove it. And what did God say to him? He said, my grace is sufficient for you. Everybody say, my grace. Or say, God's grace is sufficient. So, so that's the balance. And then, and then uh, we leave the response up to God. But we certainly, uh, as we'll look at tonight, uh, want to put ourselves in an atmosphere 
where the supernatural uh, uh, is made available to us. John chapter 5, are you there? This is, I've been to this exact place where this, where this miracle happened. And this is one of the most interesting things, I think, in the New Testament when it comes to the supernatural. And it says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Now, this just... I mean, this is so different than anything else. Uh, For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now, a certain man was there who had infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered and said, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. And I'll stop right there because all of a sudden he, how many of you know when God starts moving, there's conflict in the religious realm and you can read about that. Two little interesting insights. I mean, Jesus uh, uh, healed this this uh, this lame man, this crippled man, by just uh, saying, rise, take up your bed and walk. I mean, that was his day. But the interesting thing is this pool of Bethesda, how the angel would come and stir the waters. I don't know how often the angel came and stirred the waters. I've actually been to this site. It's hard to kind of tell from geological standpoint, but uh, geologists pretty much, uh, archaeologists, pardon me, archaeologists have, have, have figured the place, and I've stood there and, and kind of tried to picture this, this, this whole place just packed with people in need, waiting for the stirring of the water, and, and then, you know, one out of however many hundred was the only one, the first one in, and everybody else. It's just strange. You know what it teaches me? That, that the supernatural is very unique. It's not, it's, you can't put God in a box. Amen. And so the miraculous ministry of God is made manifest in a, everybody say the word plethora, in a plethora of ways. That's numerous ways. Now, you didn't know that word, Amanda? She looked at me. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's plethora. And so that's what's cool about God. He's so creative. And, and then when you just follow Jesus, he would do it this way one day and he'd do it that way another day. And then one day he prayed for a man who was blind and and, uh, and he asked him, how, well, how did, you know, basically, how do you see? He said, well, I see uh, men as trees walking. In other words, he got a partial miracle. Jesus prayed again. I, I don't understand all that. It's just, it's just unusual uh, how God moves. But I think, just want to use this. How, how many of you believe we as God's people in this New Testament day? Because the Bible says uh, greater works than these, Jesus said, shall we do because he goes to the Father. The miracle working power of God did not die out with the last apostle. Somebody say amen. The gifts of the Spirit did not die out with the last apostle. 
I've always thought about that last apostle. You know, when they, some, I mean, uh, people believe that, that the supernatural ministry of the Holy Spirit died out with the last apostle. And I can just see all the people gathered around that last apostle praying for him for a miracle, speaking in tongues and, and, and you know, just praying. And, and then the second he dies, everybody that's speaking in tongues, all of a sudden goes, whoop. That's just silly to me. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden when he dies, everybody goes, okay, no more miracles. Don't be praying for miracles now because the last apostle died. I, see, it makes no sense. And so we live in a day when God still desires and still does uh, manifest himself supernaturally. And so let's look, let's take a walk through the book of Acts and some gospel. I just want to just open your eyes a little bit. The book of Acts is filled with number one, supernatural demonstration. I mean, just supernatural times where God showed up through the apostles. And one of the first ones we see, if you get, I'll get to Acts here in a minute, is Acts chapter three. It's kind of at the beginning of the, the church leaders, uh, uh, moving out into what God had given them. Acts three, Peter and John are on their way to the temple to pray about the ninth hour and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, fixing his eyes on him uh, with John. Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. Now, let me just pause right here. You don't see Peter even asking God for a miracle. All right. This is interesting. Silver and gold have I none, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he went leaping up and stood and walked and entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And somebody say amen. What a demonstration. I mean, there was no, let's gather around and pray. Let's believe God for a miracle. It was just boom. It's just like, in fact, there are other uh, passages where it says the very shadow of the apostles, when it would fall upon the infirmed, they would be healed. And then uh, either Peter, or I think it was Peter's handkerchief would touch people and they would be healed. Uh, and so, so just so many different instances in the book of Acts, where no longer, if you remember, uh, Jesus said in Acts 1-8 to the disciples of the resurrected Christ right before his ascension, go to Jerusalem, wait for the promise of the Father. When the, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. Somebody say power. Power to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. And then we see from that day the apostles, the body of Christ, and the church uh, beginning to demonstrate the power and the supernatural power of God in their life. And so I believe that's still available to us. And so, gosh, um, just so much. I mean, you can just, you just go through and you'll see the demonstration of the supernatural power of Almighty God. People being healed, people being delivered. So there's supernatural demonstration. Number two, you see supernatural directives. See, when we think about miracles, we don't, we, we always think about healings, uh, but, uh, uh, God would supernaturally direct His people. In fact, if you looked in Acts 16, verse 6 through 10, 
Uh, it's what we call the Macedonian call. Now, this is, again, I just want you to see the miracles. I, that's what we're wanting you to see. I want you to catch in your heart faith for miracles. And, and look what the Bible and all that it entails about the miraculous ministry of God. It says this, now when they had gone, verse 6, through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. It doesn't say why. After they had come to Mysia, uh, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. In other words, the Spirit of God is directing their path, okay, and directing their life. Let me just pause and say, God gives supernatural direction. It says, so passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood up and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after we had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. I'm telling you, God will supernaturally direct us. He wants to demonstrate himself through us. How many of you know God doesn't want to just move to you? He wants to move through you. Amen. He wants us to be ambassadors of healing and ambassadors of the miraculous. You know, I was with a bunch of preachers and pastors, and I don't know if you remember Scott Camp, an evangelist who came last year, about a year or so ago, a little longer. Great guy and, and, and becoming a good friend. He, he had torn a meniscus, his meniscus, did I say that correctly? Uh, and so he'd been to the doctor, and we just had a phenomenal ministry time uh, from uh, uh, Michael's grandfather, by the way, Emmanuel Canastracy, 80-something-year-old prophet of God, supernatural, just a fireball. Uh, and, he's, and he's short, too, like Michael. I said, now, Michael, I understand. Uh, and so he didn't like think that was funny. But uh, so, so Scott, you know, he comes out, so he said, I, I missed you this morning. He said, well, I had a doctor's appointment. And, uh, and he said, uh, I said, what happened? He said, well, I torn my meniscus. And I thought, you know what? Let's pray together. Let's pray. Now, I don't know the result. I don't know how his meniscus is doing, but understand something. Uh, you have not because you ask not. And so we're to be ambassadors, if you will, of the demonstration of God and then recipients thereof of supernatural directives in, the, in our life. Another friend of mine, Keith Green, uh, not the singer, he's in heaven, but another friend by the name, Keith Green, he has so many, st he's so sensitive to the spirit. I think I may have told you this once. He was driving down the road in rush hour traffic and he saw this lady next to him uh, in, in the other lane and he said, you need to give her $20. And he said, okay, we're driving in traffic. It wasn't out on the highway. It was bumper to bumper. He, he fought it. He said, you need to give her $20. So he figured out how to get behind her, and he said, I stalked her all the way to her apartment complex. Just to, as she got off, he got off, and he, he, he thought enough not to pull right up beside her, but he pulled far away from her. As she got out, he said, ma'am, I don't want to alarm you, but I have something from the Lord for you. And can I, can I come and give it to you? And, yeah. He said, this is bizarre. I just saw you on the freeway. I don't mean to be stalking you, but the Lord told me to come here and give you, to follow you and give you $20. As soon as he said that, she burst into tears, literally burst into tears, weeping as she's getting her daughter. She said, I was just asking the Lord in the car if he would give me $20 for milk and diapers for my baby. I would be so happy. 
And he said, well, here, the Lord brought you $20. I'm just going, whoo! Hey, supernatural directives. And you see that in the Macedonian call, and you see it. How many of you have been supernaturally directed by God and, and the pace speaks to you? Listen, we need to be sensitive to the Spirit of God and follow through. There, uh, uh, the other day, I, di- I just I stepped out of the boat a little bit and, and, and felt led of the Spirit in certain ways. And man, I'm telling you, it opened up doors of ministry to people. And then number three, in the book of Acts, it's filled with supernatural deliverance. Uh, and let me just throw you this again, miracles in all different ways, shape, forms, and fashion, uh, Acts 16, 25, uh, the miracle that I told you about earlier, uh, in Acts 16, well, uh, the, mir- the miracle working of God, uh, through Paul and Silas put them, got them in jail and they were thrown in jail. And it says about midnight, they were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prisoners were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. I mean, a miracle deliverance. There's another one in a little later in Acts. Peter's in jail for the cause of Christ. And he's asleep and he may lose his life the next day. And an angel comes and wakes him up. He thinks he's having a dream. And, and the church was praying. It says constant prayer was going up to God. Let me tell you something. When, when people have needs, we need to be praying and seeking God. And they were praying and seeking God. The angel comes and shakes Peter awake. He was so at peace knowing that the next day he may lose his head that he was asleep in jail. The angel wakes him up, unlocks the, the doors and leads him out. And he kind of comes to himself and he goes back to where the church was kind of in hiding, if you will, knocks on the door and says, open up, it's me, it's Peter. And their faith was so strong, somebody said, ah, it's his ghost. But nonetheless, they prayed. It's supernatural deliverance. God is a God of the supernatural. Everyone say that. God is a God of the supernatural. Now, He's not just supernatural for the sake of being supernatural. How many of you know everything God does has purpose and plan? Are you with me? God's not just random. He doesn't just randomly do anything. Everything God does is by purpose and plan. And when he does a miracle, or let me just say, when he chooses not to do a miracle, it's by his purpose and plan. All right. Are you with me? Say amen. And so... uh the primary purpose of the supernatural ministry of God on planet earth is for the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God on earth. It's so God can be glorified, not so the church can be blessed. Are you with me? So God can be glorified and his kingdom can expand on earth. Look there, right there in Acts 16, and then I'll work back to Acts 9. But if you're in Acts 16, uh, look at Acts 16, 28 through 34. You remember the supernatural deliverance? Paul and Silas, they were singing hymns of praise to God. The, the, the earthquake came. Everyone uh, was free. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, Drew his sword and was about to kill himself. Anybody want to know why he was about to do that? Because they would kill him. He, he, he did his job in fear of his life. If you, if you let a prisoner out, you died. And so, uh, that, that kept the, pri- the jailers in line, I guess. And so he's about to kill himself. And Peter called with a loud voice, do yourself no harm for we're all still here. 
And he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Now, there's some theological debate about what he was talking about. Uh, some think he was, might be talking about being saved from, uh, from uh, his potential certain doom because all the prisoner doors came open. But I think differently. I think he's talking about the uh, being saved and born again and become a child of God. Now, what had he been listening to? He'd been listening to Peter and, or pardon me, Paul and Silas singing and worshiping God. I just believe the conviction of God was on him. And then, he, and and because that's how Peter, or pardon me, uh, 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 Paul and Silas responded to him. Uh, it says they brought him out and said, "Sirs, what must I do to be saved?" So they said, "Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household." And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in the house. And he took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes, and immediately he and all his family were baptized. I'm telling you, they had revival with the jailer and his household. And what happened? You see, it, what the miracle was not just to save Paul and Silas, but uh, uh, that would have been strategic enough. But uh, but uh, look what happened as a result. The kingdom of God was expanded. People's lives were changed. People were born again. I think when we get the motivation and begin to align ourselves with God's primary purpose about the supernatural, then we may see more of the supernatural. Just a thought. How many of you think that's a pretty valid thought? You see, when we get out into the harvest field and we, we need Him to show up in our midst, uh, whether supernaturally or however, I believe he will honor his word to show himself mighty in the earth and cause uh, people's lives to be transformed. Now, back up and go to Acts 9. I love these. Acts 9. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Acts 9, verse 32 Now it came to pass as Peter went through all the parts of the country that he also came down to the saints who dwelled in Lydda. There he found a certain man named Aeneas who had been bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise, make your bed. Then he arose immediately. So all who dwelt in Lydda and Sharon saw him and did what? That's pretty black and white, is it not? Then look at another. At Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. That woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. But it happened in those days that she became sick and died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. And since Lydda was near Joppa and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay in coming to them. And then Peter arose and went with them. This is a resurrection from the dead miracle right here. And when he had come, they brought him to the upper room and all the widows stood by him weeping, showing the tunics and garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. But Peter put them all out and knelt down and prayed and turned to the body. He said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. Then he gave her his hand uh, and lifted her up, and when they had called the saints and widows, he presented her alive, and it became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed on the Lord. You see, the primary purpose of miracle ministry is for the advancing of the kingdom of God on earth. You know, we hear a lot about miracles in foreign countries, and you know, in the and you know, in third world countries, and. Uh, uh, 
and, and by and large, it's in the middle of ministry that is endeavoring to make a difference in that world and culture. And so in our culture in America today, I believe we've lost the passion, in, by and large, for the advancement of the kingdom of God. And so we're endeavoring to turn the tide, even here in our church and, and in our culture, to turn the tide in America. Listen, uh, some cultures, some countries, uh, man, the, the gospel of God and the power of God and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is moving and advancing at record pace. Here in, here in good old U.S. of A., we've been anathematized, if you will, if that's said that right, to the gospel of Jesus. We, 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 we got, you remember the vaccines? Cha-ching. Uh, a vaccine is giving you just enough of the disease to keep you from getting the real thing, uh, and, and it's where you become immune to it. Many ways, that's the way a lot of Americanized Christians are, American Christians are. They've got just enough to keep them from getting the real thing. We've got so many other things going on that we've lost the primary purpose of God in our life, and therefore, I think, by and large, we may have, uh, not lost as in forever, but we've We've given up the supernatural ministry of God because we are, we are off target from God's intended purpose for our life. Does that make sense to you? If it makes sense to you, so that makes sense to me, preacher. Okay. So it's for the advancing. And, and sadly, in my lifetime, and you've seen this, sadly, in my lifetime, many have, what's the word? abuse the miracle ministry as a builder of their own kingdom rather than a builder of God's kingdom. And they've, they've sold out their gift to build their own kingdom. And you've seen that, and I won't call names, but I just think that's sad when you start trying to gain from something that God is the one who should gain and get all the credit and glory. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. I don't know if that's your thoughts, but that's certainly my thoughts. So, so we're super, we should be supernatural people. Amen. Look around, tell somebody we should be flowing in the supernatural. We need to, we need to believe God for supernatural demonstration in our life. And then supernatural directives where God directs our path and he speaks to us and, 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 and guides us in ways and means. I have a friend of mine who, who, uh, uh, he's kind of a unique fella. In fact, he's got some, some, some issues now that he's dealing with in the past number of years. But when, he, in his early years, when he first got filled with the Spirit and, uh, became a Christian, uh, he, he would just believe God for anything. And, uh, he's a fisherman and we'd go fishing a lot. But uh, he was, the weather came up and it got rough out on Lake Fork. And he said, I got to get to the bank. He gets to the bank and about to, to get his boat, get his trailer in and get his boat out of the water. And the Holy Spirit says, go back out. It was right at dark. Go back out into the dark. He thought that makes no sense. Go back out. And it was just so strong on him. He turned his boat and went back out into the dark as the, it was getting dark. And, and just was motoring along going, what in the world? And in just a minute, and he, I think he might even got his spotlight out because it was dark, got his spotlight out, and he saw something, and it was two guys in life jackets bobbing like corks out in the middle of the lake. <laughs> they go, 
We saw you and we hollered and you didn't see us. What made, did you hear us when you came back? He said, no, God spoke to me to come back out here into the dark and here you are. God saved you. Woo. We should believe God for those kind of things. Supernatural deliverance, all those things. Miracle ministry for the advancing of the kingdom of God. Amen. So with that in mind, let me just give you some thoughts, simple thoughts. We're going to, you got your Bible out. You got your Bible fingers ready. I'm just going to give you some miracle ministry things, uh, that, that, uh, miracle, miraculous ministry is empowered by some things that we need to activate and incorporate in our life. Uh, and, I, and I've got five. I could give you more, but this will get you started. And, 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 and stirring up the supernatural in your own life. Uh, the first one is this. Miraculous ministry is empowered by God's Word. Now, the Word of God that you have either in, your, in book form or on, on your iPod, iPad, uh, or iPhone... Uh, the Word of God is powerful and righteous altogether. I love Psalm 107.20. It says, He sent His Word and did what? Healed them. His Word brings healing. And, and a lot of the, uh, where Jesus healed people, or even Peter healed people by the power of Jesus. What did Peter say? Uh, I, you Be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He spoke God's Word, the name of God. And Jesus, when He would speak a word, supernatural things would happen. And what happened when God decided to create the world? What did He do? He spoke it into existence. And God's written Word, His spoken Word, is supernatural. In fact, uh, how many of you know, when you hear God's Word with a heart to hear, what does it do according to Scripture? The, what, what happens when you hear God's Word? Faith comes by what? Hearing God's Word. And we're going to look at faith in just a moment. But God's Word is key, my friend, in, 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 in stirring up the supernatural. And you say, what does God's Word say about this? And you begin to claim the Word of God in whatever area you're needing a miracle in your life. God's Word is living. You don't listen to, you know, who, what does the, is it Isaiah, whose report are you going to believe? You're going to re- believe the report of the pessimist or the, or, you know, or the, uh, you know, whose report? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. And this word of God is his report. Okay. And then we used to sing that song, whose report will you believe or something? We shall believe the report of the Lord. I think it's one of those minor songs. I, I made this little, where was I? Was I Sunday? I talking about minor songs? Man, you can't find a minor song these days. Uh, but, uh, uh, but hey, we're going to believe the word of the Lord. His word uh, uh, releases faith. And so if you want to stir up the, the supernatural in your life, you've got to become a student of hearing God's Word, not just a head knowledge hearing, and not just, you know, reading it and hearing, but letting it drop down in your heart, and because His Word is living and active, and sharper than any two-edged sword. So, so miraculous ministry is empowered by God's Word. Uh, number two, miraculous ministry is empowered by God's will. Now, look in Luke chapter 4 and 5, that should have been Luke 4 and 5. 
Uh, turn over to Luke. There's a lot of passages, but Luke 4, 18. This is where I think I read this. This, this was kind of my kickoff uh, verse uh, Sunday. This is where Jesus picks up his first time to pick up the book. Came to Nazareth where he grew up, and he quotes this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In other words, this is why I'm here. I'm a supernatural God. I've I've come to do supernatural things. This is God's will for the supernatural uh, power of God to be made manifest through me. And so I just believe it's God's will. Now, uh, you think, well, maybe it's not God's will for this, that, and the other. You know, uh, um, we had this discussion the other day with some pastor friends. You know, uh, if somebody doesn't get healed, uh, you know, you know, we've got a pastor friend whose wife, barring a miracle, is going to go to heaven. She got a brain tumor, uh, gosh, not too awful long ago, and just down, down, down with prayers going out. Now, let's just let's analyze this for a little bit. Prayers going out from all over the nation and around the world, men and women of faith praying. Some women praying every day. They'd set their clocks every day to pray for Kathy. Pray for her. Pray for her. Now... She's still alive. A miracle can happen. Okay, but nothing so far has been made manifest. If she dies from cancer, okay, in fact, her husband called a friend of mine last Sunday and was really bothered. He said, I I fear that my wife will never go to church with me again. You know, he just, he just realizing without a miracle. Now, if she dies and goes to heaven, Does that undermine God's capacity? Now, well, and and here we with our finite minds, we go, well, we must have not had enough faith. Well, all you got to have is the faith of a grain of mustard seed. So you can't say there wasn't enough faith, okay? So you can't, you can't put God in a box and you can't, well, it just wasn't God's will. Uh, and then that'll be hard for some people to swallow. But let me just say, she dies and go to heaven. How many of you believe that was, I mean, she got healed there. So listen, uh, God has a plan. He has a will. Now look over in Luke chapter five. Let me show you this one. Verse 12 and 13, and it happened when he was in a certain city that behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus and he fell on his face and implored him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy left him. Now, God's willing. We can't be, when we don't see it happen the way it just happened right there, you can't get, you know, as a pastor, I've, I've, I've looked at people and said, I don't understand why things didn't work out the way they did for you. I don't understand why God didn't do what you and we asked Him for. But I know this, He's in charge. And I want His will and plan for my life. Listen, if I get sick, in a bad way, I want every person of faith praying and believing God over me, trusting God for my miracle. Amen. It's empowered by God's will. 
And our posture ought to be, hey, God, God came to heal us, and I'm going to choose to believe it's His will for my life. And what did, uh, who was it said, even if He slay me, I'm going to praise Him, and I'm going to give Him the glory. Even if it doesn't work out the way I thought it should. In the end, I win. So, miraculous ministry is empowered by God's Word, by God's will. And number three, as I've already said, God's Spirit. We have the Spirit of God in us. In fact, what did Jesus say? He said, uh, I, I think I quoted, I think it's in John 11 or 12. The works that I do shall you do also, and even greater works than these I do, because I go to the Father. And what happened when he went to the Father? He told them to wait for the Holy Spirit, which is the manifestation of God through human form and flesh. And that's why it's so important for us. Listen, it's so important for us to stay full of the Holy Spirit. It's so important for us to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, as was in Acts chapter 2. Uh, and, and allow His Holy Spirit to come upon us mightily and fill us with the power. That's what Acts 1.8 says. After the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you receive uh, power to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. When they were filled with the Holy Spirit, their supernatural ministry began. Up to that point, it was Jesus doing the miracles. Now it's the church doing the miracles. He's, he's passed the baton of miracle ministry onto the church through the power of His Holy Spirit. And oh, just Google that. Look it up in your Bible. Man, there's all kinds of Scripture that talks about uh, the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit moving through us uh, and, and in us. In fact, uh, Paul the Apostle in 1 Corinthians 12 talked about the gifts of the Spirit. And many of them are power gifts, gifts of healing, gifts of faith. How? By the Spirit of God in us. And so miraculous ministry is empowered by His Word, by His will, and by His Spirit moving not just to us, but through us. We need the Holy Spirit. What Paul tell the Ephesians, be ye continually being filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, let the Holy Spirit keep moving through you. If the Holy Spirit's not moving through you daily, guess what? You're going to be limited in your capacity to be a supernatural demonstrator of the power of God or a supernaturally get directive from God or find supernatural deliverance in the, in the, in, in times of great need in your life. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Word of God. We need to tap into the will of God. Amen. Woo! It's God's Spirit. Another miraculous ministry thought, our miraculous ministry is empowered by, here, catch this, our faith. This is where we cooperate with the Word and the will of God. In fact, uh, gosh, there's, let's just look at these passages. Let me show you some of these. Luke chapter 8, Luke 8 and Luke 17. Luke 8, um, I, I didn't have the, the, the verse. I didn't write down the verse. Oh, uh, I forgot the verse. Oh, the wind and the waves obeyed Jesus in verse 22. Uh, here's an illustration of, of the miracle of, of God working through Jesus, but not through the disciples when they, uh, the winds and the waves were, were tossing the boat back and forth. The disciples said, Jesus, don't you care that we're perishing? He wakes up and he asks them this question, where is your faith? 
Are you with me? Another one, and maybe it's in here. I, I, I failed to write the verse down. My bad. Uh, Luke eight forty eight. Here we go. Luke eight forty eight. Uh, oh, daughter. Here it is. Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Whose faith? Her faith. So, so miraculous ministry is empowered by God's word. But listen, we've got to have faith in God and His word. And he said, where is your faith, the disciples? And then daughter, your oh, it's the woman with the issue of blood. That's what it was. She just slipped up behind him and touched the hem of his garment. This is another unique way. Jesus wasn't looking for somebody to heal. Uh, He was healing. He is our healer. She slipped up behind him and touched the hem of his garment. She didn't grab him. She didn't tackle him. She just touched his clothes. He said, who touched me? Master, everybody's touching you. In other words, what, what are you? mean who's touching you and people are touching you everywhere he said no somebody touched me in faith who touched me and here's the little woman had the issue of blood it's been all she had and and he said your faith has made you well when Jesus wasn't even paying attention to her didn't know she was in the crowd she touched him in faith and supernatural power let's listen God honors faith. Tell somebody, God honors faith. He doesn't honor doubt. He doesn't honor fear. He honors faith. Amen? And we, we let me just say, we quit too quick. We doubt way too quick. Our faith. Luke 17. Luke 17, 19. Let's turn over there. I told you you had to have your scriptures ready. Luke uh Luke 17, 19. Let's look at this one. 17, 19. And he said to him, this was a, 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 a leper. I think it's, a, yeah, 10 lepers cleansed. He said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Wow. Now, let me stop and say, there is a movement in, in, in the Christian world and it's a, it's a good movement, but it can get out of balance a little bit. It's called the faith movement. And their, their only response if somebody doesn't get healed is just didn't have enough faith. Because they don't understand the unique nature of God and His capacity to do what He wants to, how He wants to. They have to have an answer because the, the, the preaching of, of faith, man, if you have enough faith, you just, in, in fact, they take some scripture. You have enough faith as great a mustard seed. You say to this mountain, be removed and cast in a seed. Don't doubt in your heart. It'll obey you. I'll tell you, that's the words of Jesus right there. And I'm going to stand on the words of Jesus. Uh, but uh, hey, if it doesn't work out the way you planned, it's not necessarily just because you didn't have enough faith. But let me tell you something. We need to be people of faith and believing God. Amen. Are you with me? Our faith has a whole lot to do with stirring up the miraculous in our midst. Amen. And then here's another one. Others' faith. Others' faith, meaning others can have faith in your behalf. 
Mark 2, 4, you don't need to turn there, but the story is this. There was a man who was sick. Jesus was in somebody's house and, and revival and healing broke out in somebody's house. Have you ever been, if you ever looked at, I mean, these are not big houses, little huts kind of thing with thatched roofs. And, and there were so many people, uh, that they couldn't get near to Jesus. And so two guys, some guys had a friend who was uh, paralyzed or something on a bed. They busted through the roof and let him down through the roof to get to Jesus. (laughs) I love this. Now, I'm telling you, those are some good friends right there. We're going, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to deface somebody's house. It, hey, nothing getting in the way of this. This boy needs a miracle. Uh, We're not, we're not going to, you know, just, well, I guess it wasn't the Lord's will. Well, I guess it just wasn't our time. You can't get in the house there. We'll have to come back some other time. No, no. Their faith said, I'm going to get through this somehow or another. And they cut through the roof, let him down in front of Jesus. And I just see Jesus because I'm thinking Jesus is kind of a fun guy. And, and, And I'm thinking Jesus looks up and he goes, oh, my. Oh, And I don't know if they had an OMG back then. He goes, oh, my goodness. Look at this faith these guys have. And he, he, he got healed because of his friends who had faith. How many of you know faith is not just a belief, it's an action? See, faith doesn't say, I'm believing God for your miracle, brother. I'm believing God for your miracle, brother. Faith, these guys' faith said, I'm believing God for your miracle, and I'm going to help you get to it. I'm taking you there, and I'm not only going to take you there and drop you off. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure you get an audience with the miracle worker. Amen? Those are the kind of people you want in your life who believe God with you. Miraculous ministry. And so tonight, that's just some simple thoughts that if tonight we could, we could stir up the supernatural in our own life. Just stir the waters of faith in our heart. Read the promises of God. You know, get full of the Holy Spirit. Activate your faith. Be willing to let God move through you to someone. Hey, if you don't pray for people and and, and step out of your boat a little bit, you know, Peter, Peter and John on the way to pray, they didn't even ask for permission. <laughs> he didn't ask permission. Could I pray for you? Or do you mind if I try to stand you up here? He didn't even, the word try was not in his vocabulary there. Silver and gold have I none. But what I do have, I got something. Listen, they got something. What I do have, I'm going to give it to you. I've got faith in the name of Jesus. I got the name of the Lord, the power of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. And that, rise up and walk. Whoo! I'm telling you, those kind of friends you want. People have faith like that. And that's the kind of faith your friends want in you. Amen. Let's stir up the miracle working power of God in our own life. How many of you believe the, the power of God is in a other dispensation? It's just over. Anybody believe it's over? Listen, we gotta, we gotta keep stirring the waters. Trusting God. Amen. Let's stand up together.
How many of you have people in your life that need a miracle in their life? Let's believe God for them. There's all kinds. There's, there's, hey, there's miracles of provision. Remember the taxes due? Again, here, here goes Jesus. He, 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 he doesn't just have one, two, three. Oh, go down to the lake. You know, you're a fisherman. Go down there and get a fish. In its mouth will be a coin. You know, with that coin, you can pay your tax. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I mean, what? why did Jesus do that? Jesus could have went and, and had it there. He could have went and, and made the, the tax collector believe he had paid it. He could have done it any way he wanted. But what did he want? Was it Peter? He wanted him to do. He wanted him to get involved in his miracle. You put feet to your faith. You go down and get a fish and, and open its mouth. And there you'll find your money not in somebody else's bank account. Man, right out of the water. Amen. That's awesome. Amen. Let's pray. Ask God for the miraculous ministry of Jesus to move through us. Lord, we thank you for the purpose of God in the earth. That is for more people to be born again, more people to be changed, more people to be delivered, for, 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 for the lost to be found, Lord God, and for the kingdom to expand. And Lord, you empowered your church with supernatural ministry. And Lord, we believe the church is the same here. We're still your bride and you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Holy Spirit is still available to us to, 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 to be ambassadors of the miraculous and demonstrators of the Spirit of God. And Lord, just as Paul came in demonstration of the Spirit and power, let us become men and women of, of, of demonstration who demonstrate the supernatural power of God in our lives and through our lives in behalf of others for your kingdom to come and your will to be done, for your kingdom to expand in the earth. If you got somebody close to you, lay your hands on the shoulder. Let's just pray for miracles to be made manifest through one another. Lord, I thank you for miracles manifest, not just to Donnie, but through Donnie. Lord, let us be ambassadors of faith, ambassadors of the miraculous today. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Now this week, here's your homework. Here's your homework. Look for a place to be a demonstrator of the supernatural power of God. Look for supernatural uh, directive. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let the Word of God, the Spirit of God lead you. Hey, and just see God do supernatural deliverance in your behalf. And everybody said, Amen.